When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. We're back, and now we have former Congressman Peter King. I hate the word former. He's always. He's yeah, always, you're always a congressman. Be a congressman. Our favorite congressman. Just Absolutely. like the gov. He's always a gov, you know? <laughs> congressman, tell me, where do you stand on, on this situation with this subway rider that was terrorizing uh, the subway riders? I would say from all the facts we know, they should not bring criminal charges against this uh, ex-Marine, former Marine. I mean, I'm just trying to uh, you know, uh, imagine what it was like. You have all the chaos, as Governor Patterson was talking about. You're in this confined subway car. You have a guy who's on the ground. He's wrestling. They're trying to hold him down. And, you know, if they did let him go at all, he could have a screwdriver. He could have a knife. He could have a gun. And he was, he was resisting the whole time. Now, you know, and, uh, you know, being a Monday morning quarterback, you could say that they should have known the guy was going to die. Well, actually, most people don't die from chokeholds. This Marine was trained in that. I think he was trying to, uh, you know, submit the guy, just get him uh, where well, he, was, he, was, he was quiet and he, and he couldn't fight back. And listen, this all happens like, I mean, you, you know, the, you know, it's split second, really. Uh, it's just so quick. And I think they said he, he stayed on like an extra... 40, 50 seconds. I don't know all the details on that. I'm sure he was not aware that the guy was dead at that time. I don't think he had any intention. I think it was the adrenaline of making sure this guy doesn't get back up and start in again. And by the way, uh, Congressman King, um, also most of the passengers, everyone that I've read, even ones that seem, again, sympathetic to this guy, the homeless guy, said that nobody on the train really thought that he was dead or was dying. They just thought he was being restrained. How does that also, I guess, help the case for the Marine. And, and I also have a second question. Yeah, maybe he shouldn't be charged, but what do you think is going to happen? Will he be charged? Again, I can't speak for Manhattan. I mean, you know, times have changed, but I, I would hope not. And uh, again, whether we did everything perfectly, the fact is, you know, uh, the uh, uh, lander, the controller was calling him a vigilante. Something vigilante when you're jumping up to help other people. It would be different if he went up and down the train trying to look for somebody to attack. Here's this guy was a danger. I think he's a clear and present danger. Or you could have thought he was. You were there to other passengers. This guy, the Marine, jumps in, tries to subdue him, get him down. Is holding him there. The guy is continuing to kick and fight, trying to get away. If you let up at all and he gets away, then you're starting it all over again. Again, who knows what he has in his pockets? Who knows what he has? And he, had, you know, among those 45 arrests he had, he has some of them are for assault. And there was an outstanding warrant for him. So he's not necessarily this docile Michael Jackson character that they're trying to play him out to be. And, and it is tragic. I mean, listen, the, the mental health issue, John was talking about how we've gone from 28,000 to 3,000. Uh, and I, here's where I give Eric Adams a lot of credit, because it's not just the politicians, John. And that, that they, listen, they have you know, a lot of blame here. But also the courts over the years have interpreted, you know, do you have the right to take somebody off the street? Uh, are you violating the civil rights? I'm sure that, you know, the governor probably went you know, through this a lot more than I ever did. But it's a lot, it's not that easy, even to find somebody who's obviously unstable, to get them off the streets and keep them off. And that's gone back and forth over the years. So it's, there's so much, I think we have to sit down. People have to stop pointing fingers. 
I'm not saying we're trying to harass or bother or go after and imprison mentally ill people. No, we're trying to give them the care they want. And if they resist it, I think we should have the right. And I, I know that the law in certain ways can be interpreted to allow that, but there's been enough cases. Like already, uh, you know, Eric Adams is talking about different proposals, and he's been taken to court over it. But we have to try to get away from that mentality. I don't think anyone in New York today is trying to hurt mentally ill patients, certainly nobody in government. But when you try to do something about it, right away you're accused of semi-fascist tactics. Because, I don't know, Governor, maybe you remember, we used to have 28,000 of those mentally ill in hospitals. When did it go from 28,000 down to 3,000, Governor? It started in the early 80s, the deinstitutionalization. And the whole idea is it was supposed to uh, put the patients closer to family members or people who could help them, and it's it's failed horribly. Also, it failed because we have more mental health issues all over the city and all over the state than we ever did before. And you also, Peter, welcome back. It's good to hear your voice. Thank you, Judge. Thank you. Let me say this. You also have the linkage between the mental illness and drug addiction. Exactly. And they're not, yeah. and they're not dealing with that. Great and the point. Ones, and the ones who are mentally ill and are drug addicted are much more of a threat to themselves and to others. And that has to be addressed. And then you add to that COVID, you add to that the uh, recession or possible recession, economic issues, all that out there. And you're right, there's so much, it seems like so many more drugs around today and so many people being affected by it. Uh, more broken families, and all of the things that are conducive to poor mental health are there, and yet we're doing less than we you know, were doing 40 years ago. Nobody wants people locked away for years. There's you know, a whole idea of putting people in a sanitarium and never seeing them again. Nobody wants to go back to those days. But uh, if, we, if they are going to deinstitutionalize, they should make sure there are programs out there, facilities out there for them, housing is out there. And as uh, Rita was saying, that, that should find ways to make the families more responsible. What's going on? You can't just say, oh, he's my son. He's been having issues over the years. Now, what are you doing to try to help him? What are you doing to try to keep an eye on him? Yeah, you got to step in. Um, before we let you go, Congressman King, what do you think of all the politics? It's been amazing. Um, we've got AOC who says he was murdered. I mean, that is such a highly politically charged comment. And then we have Governor Hochul just a little bit ago saying the homeless man was, quote, killed for being a passenger on the subway. That was indefensible. Uh, I'm more shocked and disappointed in Governor Hochul than I am in AOC. You expect that from AOC. She's always going to be you know, the first one out of the box, uh, accusing cops, accusing people, uh, trying to bring up issues of racism and bigotry and you know, the whole thing. No, but to me, it's Governor Hochul. She should know better than that. And to say that, to think somehow that that Marine was attacking this guy because he was a passenger, he was, he was holding him down to protect the passengers on the train. That's you know, Congressman, I was very disappointing. Congressman, I've got to believe, at least until proven otherwise, I don't understand if you heard the fact pattern of this case. You might think that he used excessive por- force at a certain point, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's uh, committed a murder. I don't. I don't know where the governor got that information from. I just don't. I don't either. And I agree with you. Listen, a jury may find that he went too far. I'm just saying in the heat of the moment. You're down there rolling around on the subway floor and people yelling and screaming. Uh, I'll tell you what, Peter, I think a jury might find that he went too far and will acquit him anyway. 
That, that could well be, right? <laughs> yeah, you put I, the I, person in the moment. Congressman, thank you for coming on, and we, we look for you to be back in the studio some someday soon, and uh, God bless you. I'm glad you're feeling better. I hope you back in about 10 days ago. So, John, the doctors say everything is going well. So. Oh, thank we you. love you, Peter King. Well, thank we love you, you and thank we you. miss you.